buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Take my rifle, where's my gun? This is for mine, it's for Firearms Friday. Firearms uh, Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two-way nature right here on The Michael Duke Show. Welcome to it. It is that one day a week where we dedicate it to the Second Amendment and uh, to firearms talk, gun rights, uh, firearms laws, pretty much everything else that we want to talk about. Welcome to the program and thanks for coming in and joining us this morning. Uh, just a, another beautiful day. Beautiful day in paradise here. A little cooler as uh, cold weather is going to start to hit across parts of the state today. Uh, going into the weekend. Uh, so, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll continue to have a white Christmas. I just, I just can't. I can't tell. I can't tell. Friday, though, is the one day a week where we get a chance to kind of uh, <clears throat> de-stress. Um, I like to call it my weekly therapy session where I get to hang out and talk with you about my favorite topic. Um, I guess my favorite political topic, which would be, again, guns and firearms laws and rights. Um, coming up on today's program, it's going to be just me and you, uh, was working, uh, working on some guests, but that didn't pan out. So that's okay. It's just you and me hanging out, doing our thing, enjoying, enjoying life and, uh, and everything else. We're, we're ready to go and ready to dive into this and, uh, and be part of this whole, be part of this whole firearms Friday situation where we get a chance to talk about these things today. Uh, so we're going to open up some phone lines here in just a minute, and we'll uh, take some phone calls. We're going to talk a little bit about the history of the Second Amendment itself. Uh, we're going to dive into that and uh, more and some more, more some more stuff. It's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to finish up the show today, as always, every Friday with Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com who will come in and join us, and we will be talking about the weekend movies and the streams and some entertainment news and just, you know, kind of a little bit of a lighter side chat uh, for everything out there. First and foremost, let me be the first to say welcome to the first day of December. And uh, that means we are counting down now 19 days uh, till the... Uh, Till the uh, final broadcast of the year, we'll be uh, we'll be going down all the way down to the twentieth of December, Wednesday the twentieth will be our final day of broadcast for this year, and then we will be <clears throat> on vacation uh, from um, December twentieth all the way through January the second. So just in case you were 
not paying attention or didn't know how we do things around here at the end of the year, I always take that I always take that week because let's let's face it. There's nothing going on in the news or the world or the politics. Or, I mean, there's just no breaking news um, that can matter. Nobody wants to talk to you between Christmas and New Year's, right? I started taking that time off, I don't know, probably 15 years ago. I started taking that time off from my work, and then I decided I just needed to take it off from the show too because what's the, you know, why? Nobody wants to hear about that. All they want to hear about is Christmas music and holiday cheer and family stories, which is all great. But uh, I'm ready to just do that with my with the fam. You know what I mean? So uh, so that'll be going on. So the 20th, also on the 20th, <clears throat> we will be announcing the winner of the holiday recipe contest, which uh, oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to do the holiday recipe contest winner. Um, you could participate in that if you'd like. The Holiday Recipe Contest is going on right now over on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. Um, just go or you can go to MichaelDukeShow.com and click on the Facebook link if that's too confusing for you. Uh, and post it right there at the top of the page. You'll see the big holiday spread. It's a big picture of a big holiday feast table. And uh, you just click on that uh, post. And in the comment section, you just drop your favorite family recipe. That's it. It's simple. It's easy. It's perfect. Go off with you. Fly. Be free. Um, put up your favorite family, that one recipe that you can't wait for, or maybe it's the recipe that you only make once a year. It just makes it that special. All you got to do is go over there, post up that recipe, and then go tell your friends and neighbors. This is, see, Bill was smart. Bill is the current leader on the holiday recipe contest. And what he did was he posted the recipe, which was for <clears throat> bourbon caramel popcorn, which just sounds delicious. And he uh, then he went out and he posted that to all of his friends and said, please go vote for me. And a bunch of them did. Uh, Bill's up to 20-something votes on his recipe. Uh, but I know there are, there's some other great recipes up there. Uh, I put up my – no, I can't win. But I put up my grandma – uh, my grandmother's uh, a pumpkin pie recipe, my grandma Faye's pumpkin pie recipe, uh, which is it's just it's it's delicious. And I just love sharing it with people. I love to I just love that. So go over right now, Facebook dot com slash Michael Duke show and we'll and and put your recipe up there and then tell all your friends and relatives to vote for it. I mean, your your great grandma's whatever deserves that vote, deserves its recognition. So uh, go go check it out here uh, uh, on the on the Facebook page and let's let's get started with that, shall we? Okay, um, a bunch of different stories going on today, and it's um, it's it's an interesting. There's a lot of interesting discussion now. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Dr. John Lott, who uh, was uh, who who just wrote an article here recently. And uh, he actually, <clears throat> excuse me, he actually sent it to me over Thanksgiving and we were talking back and forth about it. And I wanted to get him on the program. Maybe next week we can bring him on to discuss this in greater detail. But he's got a he's got a new article out over at America's First Freedom that um, 
that tells you know that, that tells you that there's a lot of reasons why you can't trust government agencies for a variety of reasons. Um, and the current uh, the current info that he's pulling up talks about the FBI. And it's, you know, although we've seen lots of headlines about how, the you know, they've been weaponized and they went after Trump or they did this or they did that. We hear all these stories. What he's talking about specifically is the FBI crime data, the uniform, uh, the UCR, the Uniform Crime Report. Right. Um, and he talks about how that data and by, he, he talks about how by skewing the data, um, it's. It it gives ammunition to people um, who are, uh, you know, who are after your Second Amendment rights. And because they fail to correct inaccuracies in that, it continues on. Uh, I mean, this is a great article from John Lott over at America's First Freedom. We're going to dissect that a little bit uh, today. Uh, we're also... Um, um, we're also, I know that the, the, my internet is apparently, or the, something is going on, uh, something's going on with the internet this morning. Kids in the chat room are having a hard time today. Um, but, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about a piece, uh, from, um, Rajit Singh over at Bearing Arms, where he's going to talk, uh, he, he talks about the original meaning of the second amendment. And how that's been twisted today, but how because they went through the German-American translations of the Second Amendment, you can discern from that the original public meaning of it. It's a fascinating piece. And this is going to take a whole segment to go through. Um, But it's going to be well worth it because it really dives down into uh, the meaning of well-regulated and the people and many other things. Uh, if you ever had any question about the definition or the, um, uh, you know, the actual meaning of the Second Amendment and everything else, if you ever had any th- thoughts on that and discussions, this one, this is going to give it to you right here. This is going to this is going to line some of that stuff out. And so we're going to talk about that as well. You know, we also see a lot of the talk and the verbiage about how guns um, and, you know, well, gun, they call it gun violence, but they seem to keep dropping the violence part. And they're saying guns are an epidemic, that they're a public health emergency. Um, And uh, it's just it's just not true. They want to they want to try and phrase it like it's a virus, but they need to stop acting like it actually is because it's not the case. They, you know, that is absolutely not the case. Uh, we'll discuss that um, uh, throughout. And then there's this brand new gun bill in the Senate, a uh, brand new gun bill, uh, which is called the I love these catchy. I love these catchy titles and headlines. The Go Safe Act. Uh, the Go Safe. Um, <clears throat> we're going to dive down into what that actually means and everything else. But one of the biggest problems with this act is that uh, it affects, well, so many different things. Um, a couple, the Firearms Policy Coalition had a uh, had a tweet about this and said that the Go Safe Act is one of the most aggressive rights violations yet. 
Many common use firearms will be banned. Self-built built firearms will be banned. Many self-modifications will be banned. Standard capacity magazines will be banned. Our message to Senator Angus King. I can't even read what the rest of it says on the radio because it's basically screw you. No. Um, so <clears throat> we're going to talk about it. Now, it really doesn't have any it really doesn't have any steam. It doesn't have any power to go anywhere. But oof, baby. Oof. What what a what a piece. So we'll talk about that and we're going to we're going to we're going to dive through uh all this kind of stuff. Um the uh the bottom line is is that this high, this entire thing openly defies according to uh the National Shooting Sports Foundation uh the general counsel and vice president of the National Shooting Sports Foundation Larry Keene. This bill is openly defiant of the Constitution, that it just open, just openly, blatantly, like flies right in the face of what you know Bruin has decided and the and the Supreme Court and everything else, but not that that's ever, but not that that's ever uh, you know stopped him from doing it, not that that it's ever stopped him. All right, <clears throat> we'll uh, we'll we're going to continue here. We're up against the break, and so we're going to continue in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. It is Firearms Friday. I'll go ahead and open up the phone lines right now. Uh, no, let me do it on the other side. I'll do it on the other side. That'll be better. We'll open up the phone lines, take your calls, see what you guys got to say. We'll be back with more. Don't go anywhere. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Back with more after this. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. What the hell is an assault weapon? You know, if we could just figure out how to get all of the murder guns and the attack guns and not keep selling those to people and just sell protection guns, I think that would be great and solve a lot of problems. Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider The Michael Dukes Show Assault Radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. Well, hi. You know what that means? It's me. I'm back, or I was back, and now I'm back again, or what? It's Friday. I mean, what do you want? It's Friday. Welcome back to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Just another, just another beautiful day. Just another beautiful day here in paradise, and uh, we're ready to uh, we're ready to talk about things and see what you guys want to talk about. Um, the phone lines are now open at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. That doesn't mean 
uh, that that we'll actually get through. I mean, we're apparently having. I didn't even know it. Um, I didn't even know we were uh, we were having technical issues until after we got started on the show. So, but apparently. Uh, it is, uh, it's one of those things today, but you guys can hear me out in radio land. And that's the, that's the important part. That is the absolute important part is that you can hear me and we can hang out together and do all of our, do all of our stuff and our things together. So I appreciate you coming on board. Uh, but again, phone lines, uh, phone number to call 907-433-433. 3150 if you want to be part of it we'd love to hear what you guys have to say just feel free to 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 give us a call and dial up and uh let's uh let's continue on all right so i was teasing it earlier i wanted to talk about it this is an excellent article uh this is from 10 15 days ago uh from rajit singh over at bearing arms and the title of the article is a well-regulated militia, uh, German translation of the Second Amendment, offers insights. And it really is a fantastic look at um, the Second Amendment from what I consider to be a completely different perspective. Now, we hear, we hear it a lot. We hear it a lot from various uh, sources about how uh, the Second Amendment was not written for our day. Uh, Second Amendment was, you know, it was meant to be, you know, only for the militia. You know, it's not for we the people. It was for the National Guard. And that well-regulated, the term well-regulated is a term that means, you know, that they can have control. That, it, that the regulations are, you know, that they can take those rights away via regulation. Now, if you've looked at the if you've looked at the writings of the day, if you've looked at the contemporary writings of the founders and everything else, you understand that that is exactly not what they were intending. But I mean, you know, it, it, you know that the term well-regulated, that the term regulated means something meant something totally different in context, especially in this context versus many other things. Regulated didn't necessarily mean regulation. Um, it meant trained. It meant, you know, it, anyway, there's a whole lot of different stuff on there. Uh, we know that it's not dependent on being in a militia. We know that the right extends to modern. That that whole argument, I've always laughed at that that whole argument. Oh, it's about muskets. You know, only you should only have a musket. Well, then you should only have a quill and a piece of parchment. You know, you should only have hand. You should only have handbills, and uh, and other things. I mean, that's a. <laughs> It's it's just it's an insane insane thing, um, but uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a you know it's crazy it's crazy. Um, all right, so we're going to uh, we're going to dive into that, and uh, but something something happened something broke this morning. I don't know. There was something some kind of technical glitch, and it's thrown us all off into a tailspin. Um, and I just realized that we didn't go to commercial break anywhere. Um, so we might need to, uh, um, uh, we might want to, we might want to do that, uh, here in just a second because, Hey, we got to pay some bills around here. You know, it's the only way to, uh, the only way to go is, uh, <laughs> the only way to go is forward apparently, but we need to pay the bills and, uh, and keep things rolling. All right. So we're going to, we're going to keep things, uh, moving on here and we're going to. 
we're going to keep going and we'll talk about this. So here's where it comes down to a well-outfitted militia, the German-American translation of the Second Amendment and the original public meeting. This is an academic paper published in the American Journal of Legal History by Brandon Kinney. And in his uh, in his introduction, he said this article seeks to uncover the original public meaning of the Second Amendment by scrutinizing unusual and previously unexamined sources, German-American translations of the Bill of Rights during the founding era. Translations offer a um, uh, translations offer a unique perspective of political culture because they served as thoughtful analysis and contextual commentary on the source of the text. Using six German-American translations in the founding era, this article uh, this article that Kinney has written argues that the public understanding of the Second Amendment during the founding era was one that recognized the individual right to own firearms for individual use unconnected to militia service, as well as a constitutional endorsement of an armed population as the best bulwark to preserve liberty of the national people. Though the exact text of the translations differ across publishers and state, they retain thematic and syntactic sim, uh, uh, syntactic uh, tactic of syntax uh, similarities that suggest a public consensus over the meaning of the text. The notion that the Second Amendment protects an individual right rather than a collective one is borne out by additional translations well into the mid-19th century. Printers adjusted their translations of the amendment after the militia as a military institution had fallen into disuse, but preserved and strengthened the clause protecting the individual rights uh, to arms rather than letting it fall silent. Now, this paper can be purchased online, but Rajit Singh, uh, Bearing Arms, apparently did the heavy lifting for us and, and has got some great excerpts from this, which I think are just absolutely Absolutely fascinating. I'm just absolutely fascinating. Uh, a comparison of the translation reveals three striking similarities. Uh, first, each utilizes the word Volk, V-O-L-K, Volk, like Volkswagen, Volk for the people, uh, which by the Enlightenment had come to imply nationalist or political categories of people in secular documents. Second, each introduces a conjunction to the beginning of each clause, which taken together push the rhetorical emphasis to the second clause, the actual rights. Uh, third, the majority of the text translates well-regulated as wohl or gut, uh, uh, gut which meaning that the militia is well-furnished, well-outfitted, or well-equipped, rather than being subjected to government oversight or disciplined in the uh, contemporaneous nomenclature. Again, well-trained, well-disciplined, well-regulated, well-furnished, well-outfitted. Given the numerous alternatives to translating the English text, the fact that these translations independently embraced these major elements suggests a consensus understanding of the amendment's context and of its meaning. After analyzing the interpretive similarities, Brandon Kinney goes on to say, this research makes the following contentions. 
The original public meaning of the Second Amendment indicated an understanding of both an individual right to keep and bear arms, as well as a declarative statement on the militia that had no limiting effect on the individual right. Uh, Put another way, the first clause, the militia clause, does not create a condition for the second clause. Instead, it declares an axiom as understood by the framers. A well-established and well-outfitted militia, broadly defined as the entirety of the national populace, is necessary to securing a free state and free nation. To support this dictum, the amendment subsequently recognizes the individual right to keep and bear arms uh, because the militia is made possible by private arms rather than the other way around. With the publication of the Bill of Rights, the Constitution endorsed an armed citizenry as the best possible defense of a nation's liberties rather than making the individual ownership contingent on the continued use of a militia. Now, finally, Rajit uh, finishes up this article talking about, uh, you know, how gun controllers like to repeat a quote from former Supreme Court Justice Warren Burger in support of their cute and creative collective rights theories and about, you know, they're, they're talking about the regulation and the militia and the National Guard and all that stuff. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Warren Burger is quoted as saying, the gun lobby's interpretation of the Second Amendment is one of the greatest pieces of fraud. I repeat the word fraud on the American people by special interest groups that I have ever seen in my lifetime. But you see, that's not a legal opinion. That's a personal opinion. Berger's claims is nothing but an argument by assertion. Repeating it doesn't make it right nor true. You have to go back and, again, look at the foundational documents, look at the contemporary writings of the framers, and in this case, look at other interpretations of this exact same law contemporary to when it was being written and produced and being ratified. Brandon Kenny is uh, is very insightful and supports the voluminous existing evidence on the standards of the individual rights interpretation. This is a fantastic piece. I'm going to post this up. I'm going to I'm going to post this up in the chat room right now for folks to uh, to take a look at it and uh, and see what you see what you need to do. See what you need to do. We're going to continue to to talk about this, but this is a great article. And if you want to go, if somebody wants to go out and buy that full the full paper on it this full legal paper um i you know send me a copy or buy it for me for christmas i don't know it's it's it it just seems like it's such a good uh such a good piece and it is it, again it backs up what i have been saying for years especially surrounding the word well regulated you know they they seem to think that the only interpretation of the word regulated means regulation instead of well trained or well-equipped, or well-armed, uh, well-disciplined. I mean, all the different, all the differing means of regulated, uh, especially going back to the Noah Webster's, you know, dictionary of the 1790s to understand what that's all about. Um, it's it's just really is a great it's a great piece, and I I I love it. Uh, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna share that, and 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 hopefully. Uh, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe people start paying attention. I don't know. Maybe people are going to pay attention. They don't want to dive down into it. But at least you now have a little bit more backing uh, 
if you're having an argument or a discussion with somebody about the Second Amendment and they mouth off to you how it's about the National Guard and how it's not about the people, how it's not about a individual right and how the fact that they said well-regulated means that what they can damn well make laws and rules to put on your rights like that. This was a stricture on government doing that exact thing. Just because they use the word regulated in there, it doesn't mean what you think. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. That's exactly what's going on with that. So now you have a little bit of a better uh, information. But this article, again, is over at BearingArms.com from Ranjit Singh uh, uh, back from uh, November 18th uh, of la now last month. I can't believe we're into December of last month, November 18th, the 18th of last month. Uh, this article is out there. A well-outfitted militia colon German translation of the second amendment offers insight. You should all go read it. You should all go read it, ponder it, think about it, because this will help you in your discussions, in your advocacy for the second amendment, in your arguments with your friends, or I guess it's the holidays. It could be the arguments with your relatives over why you have to have that gun over the mantle. If they come, why would you even invite relatives to your house that we're going to fight with you over that kind of stuff? I mean, come on, please, 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 please. Uh, don't even bother. All right. Uh, what else we got coming up? Well, we got this new law, the go safe act, because if we don't name the bill, something that sounds catchy, it doesn't make any sense. Well, this new bill, according to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, is openly defiant of the Constitution. And that just don't make no sense. So we're going to continue to talk about that. And we'll see uh, We'll see what you guys have to say. Uh, we're coming up on the break right now. So we'll see if we can make sure we all actually go to commercial break this time. That's what we're working on. That's what we're working on. We'll be back with more of the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. we return with more right after this. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, we really did it. We really, we did it. We really did it. We went all the way to commercial break. Um, yeah, so uh, we did it that time. That's all good. Oof. What a hot, 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 hot mess. I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what happened there, but um, something technical. But I guess you guys will have to tell me now. Is it back to normal now in the chat room? Is it all looking good? You, you guys will have to, you guys have to let me know. Much, much better. You want to know what I did? I mean, I, my computer started to really act like weird. And I was like, what is going on? It was working fine 30 minutes ago. What? I killed Spotify in the background. It was it was in the background, you know, turned off, but it was hanging out there. And I killed it. I killed it dead. Because uh, I was listening to Christmas music before I got started. 
So it uh, it was one of those things. Uh, okay. Well, everybody's going to miss one commercial break this morning, uh, and I apologize to uh, all those people out there, but we'll get her done. Uh, okay, what uh, what else you guys want to chit-chat about here? What else are you guys talking about in the chat room? I just, I mean, I, I, this, I loved this story. I love this story about the German translation. Um, and uh, it is a, I mean, it's just so good. But um, there's other ones out there still echoing your chair squeaks. Hear my chair? I'm echoing. That's odd. I don't even know, man. You know, at some point it's like, you know, this town needs an enema. Sometimes you just got to, you know, reboot everything. But I'm not going to reboot in the middle of the show. I mean, I have done that once or twice, but it is it is pucker inducing. Let's just put it that way. Because sometimes it takes more than five minutes and 55 seconds to get everything back up and running properly. Oh, it's only echoing for Brian. <laughs> Echo. That's because there's a canyon, canyon, canyon in your ears here, in between, between, between. Um, anyway, <laughs> I could give Brian a little bit of a hard time. He's got a good sense of humor. It's all fine. Um, Jennifer says, I don't hear anything wrong. She just tuned in. Well, why are you late? Where have you been? Um, all right, what else we... <laughs> What else we got? Jeannie's got a rip fire ripping the, I got the fire ripping before the furnace kicked in. Nice. Nice. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Um, much better. Uh, Robert said he saw Santa putting up Christmas decorations on the Kenai streetlights yesterday. Ooh. Um, Teresa said she woke up, um, she woke up in the wee hours of the morning and right away noticed that the internet was fading in and out over and over. That's weird. Well, that's that's weird. Okay, so but apparently now everybody can hear music and they can hear everything else and all that other stuff. So I, you know, it is it was choppy, 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 choppy. All right. Um is it one too many days at the range not here not with hearing protection says politic uh maybe maybe hold hold on hold on just a second here hold on uh okay you get a power fill to that point it is it's gonna power fill that point okay i'm just looking at the radio station because i screwed some stuff up and I'm an idiot. So we'll get that uh, we'll get that scored away and see what happens. All right, we're about a minute and a half out from rejoining the radio right now. You guys could feel free to call us up this morning and talk about whatever you want to talk about regarding to, I mean, these stories, the firearms, the whatever. I'm going to delete that because I don't need it. Uh, I'd love to hear what you have to say uh, on anything um, today, today. Uh, fire started, dogs fed, feet up, settled in, Facebook page solved, blessings started already. Yeah, I'm glad you feel that way. Hey, don't forget that coming up at 8 a.m., right after the show, is the Alaska Radio Auction.
All right, welcome back to the uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, it's Friday, boy. TGIFF, right? Or in our case, TGIFFF. Uh, thank goodness it's finally Firearms Friday. Uh, we're ready to uh, we're ready to jump into this and uh, and and get things going on. The phone lines are open right now. At uh, 907-433-3150. Powered by our friends over there at Satellite West. You can find them at SatelliteWest.com. They've got all the technology you need to stay connected no matter uh, where, wherever you are in the state. Uh, they've got it, including this uh, new, uh, this new uh, Motorola product, which is, uh, is awesome, which I'm going to talk about here in the near future. It is uh, fan, fan freaking tastic, man, fantastic. Um, okay, so uh, phone lines are open again nine zero seven four three three thirty one fifty. You can talk it about anything you want. Oh, I want to remind you too that if you're listening to me right now, uh, that starting at eight a.m., uh, we will also be doing the uh, Alaska radio auction right after the show this morning. We go live across the rest of the state, uh, Anchorage, Fairbanks, et cetera, um, with the holiday radio auction. Your chance to save huge money on items from all over the state. Um, in fact, if you go to alaskaradioauction.com right now, you can see all the items. There's nothing in stock because they don't put the stock in until we start the auction. But you could see all the different items from restaurants to hotels to power equipment, fireplaces, all different kinds of uh, all all different kinds of things less that uh, uh, are available out there. All of it for pennies on the dollar. Uh, there's a snowplow in Fairbanks. I know they got a little uh, motorcycle bike thing. They got uh, again the fireplaces and and uh, uh, you know restaurant certificates. Just all kinds of stuff. They make great stocking stuffers, and it's a great way to uh, to you know see what's going on. Um, all right, we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing that at eight a.m. Eight a.m. this morning, we'll be kicking things off. So, well, eight oh four. I guess there's commercial. There's there's news at the top of the hour. So it'll be eight oh four a.m. this morning, right after the show. It'll be another two hours of me doing more fun stuff, talking about all the different things that are available out there. So we're gonna get it. We're gonna get into that. It's gonna be fan freaking tastic. Okay, um, what were the other stories that uh, we were going to talk about? Uh, the trace accidentally shows how li little the uh, Brady Bill actually did. And this goes again back into the statistics that we talked about. We're going to talk about Dr. John Lott's story as well, his latest piece over at America's First Freedom, where he talks about how you can't really trust a lot of the data that the FBI is putting out there because it's wrong. And they refuse to correct it. Also, we'll talk about the new Go Safe Act, which is the brand new, uh, they say it's not an assault weapons ban, and that's why they think it's going to pass. Uh, but it's worse than an assault weapons ban because Go, Go Safe stands for Gas Operated Semi Automatic Firearms Exclusion Act. They've always got to make up a name Patriot, Go Safe, TARP, you know, whatever. Um, and anything that is gas operated means, yeah any semi-automatic firearm. 
Uh, so we're going to talk about that as well. Meanwhile, let's go over to the phones and see what you guys have to say. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll since we got a phone call, we'll start off over there and see what things are happening. Maybe it'll make our fire for our Friday better, right? Uh, the technical, non-technical Friday. Let's go over here and see what uh, what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Tom from Kasilov. How are you today? Tom, I'm doing okay, my friend. It's Friday. I mean, we get to talk about guns. Got a little technical thing going on. But, I mean, other than that, it's the weekend. It's Friday. It's the auction. I'm ready. I'm in the holiday spirit. How about you? I'm very much in that. Um, side note, we just bought a new air fryer last night, and it came with rotisserie in it. And, oh, my God, the chicken that came out, it was unbelievable. It said said maximum three pound chicken, and we bought a five pounder, and I tied it up, and I made it a three pound chicken, stuffed it in. That's how I do it. Every time Couldn't we do every time we do the turkey, the Costco chicken. Yeah. Anyway, you know, every every time we do a turkey, you know, we got a we got a I got a big Nesco roaster, you know, and it's like my wife's like, well, don't get a turkey that's more than twenty pounds because, you know, and then I'll come home with a twenty four pound turkey, and I'll be like, I will make that thing yeah. fit. Nobody wants to eat the wings anyway, so the wings will be oh. burned on the outside, but the rest of it will be delicious. Oh, it was unbelievable. It- it, it had this glaze on it. We just put some uh, um, salt and pepper on it, and it was, it was phenomenal. It had this glaze that just kind of wrapped around the strings that had probably five feet of string tying this thing together, and uh, it was it was absolutely awesome. So any, anyway, my uh, um, I'm you know I'm from California. I have a, I have a, a dark past down there, right? <laughs> and uh, I just talked to my buddy the other day. We've known him for probably 25 years down there, and he went to buy some ammunition. And they have uh, their new ammunition law where you have to get a permit. You have to get background check to buy ammunition. So he, he went through all that. And he went into the store, went into a sportsman's warehouse to buy ammo and um, some 45. And he was denied. And he goes, what do you mean I'm denied? He's here's my, here's my card. He says, well, apparently you don't have a 45. He goes, excuse me? Because well, you don't have a 45, so you can't buy that ammo. He goes, well, how do you know I don't own a 45? Because it says it right here, you don't own a 45. And we've been trying to figure out how they know he doesn't own a five because he's about 10 years younger than me, and he's from the day the pre-paperwork <clears throat> right. walked into Montgomery Wards and bought your 45. Right, right. And uh, apparently, somehow. Uh, they're doing the 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 records, and they're they're keeping when you go buy a new gun, and you fill out the right paperwork, and then they hand you your gun. That paperwork's supposed to stay in store, not going to any registration. Apparently, it's going into a registration. The stores are tapping into that registration, and you can't buy anything that you don't own. Emma, for for guns you don't have that they don't have record of you having. Why? Well, I guess here's here's first of all here's yeah. my, here's and my it, here's my first question. Why in the hell would anybody live in California? I mean, for that reason alone. I mean, let alone everything else, the taxation, well, the madness, and everything I else. Why? I I grabbed my black guns and ran. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, that it, makes total sense. Right. It, it it's it's insane. And the guy's the guy's answer to that is just some punk at, uh, at Sportsman's. His answer to that was, "Well, I guess you should go rent, <clears throat> go register your gun." 
Yeah, of course it was. That was his answer. Go register your gun. I think your friend. I think your friend needs to take take a trip over to Arizona or Nevada. I think is what needs to happen and pick up some stuff. Oh, you want to bring it home? You want to hear that? You want to hear that story? Oh, absolutely. Another friend who went to the Nevada gun show. Yeah. And he was coming back, and there's been forever. I was a kid. I can still remember being there. There's a fruit stand check um, check station when you come back in on Highway 80 there, and they stop you to make sure you you don't have fruit to cross between Nevada and California. And uh, he, this guy's friend stopped. They checked him. They said, I don't have any fruit. And the guy goes, well, why don't you wait right here for a bit? And about 15 minutes later, he just said, screw this shit, and then he just drove on. Well, he's 10 minutes down the road, and the CHP pulls him over and says, why did you leave the check stand? He says, well, the guy wasn't coming out. I don't have any fruit. I'm wasting my time here. And the CHP says, well, we have record that you were at the Nevada gun show. Do you have any ammunition, any guns that you want to talk about? Wow. So apparently they're in the parking lot looking at California license plates and stopping people at the fruit stand to see what they bought at the gun show. I, I got to say, I mean, first of all, in. the idea that somehow they've got a fruit stand where they're going to check to make sure you don't bring fruit from one state to another. First of all, I just got to scratch my head to that. Yeah. Second of all, the chilling effect that the California well, is been there for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the fact that California has got people in Nevada at a gun show monitoring private citizens yep. doing lawful activities is insane. Yep. It's communism is what it is. Flat out communism. Yeah. So yeah, I'm out, but yeah, you you they're 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 tracking your gun. My daughter lives in Hawaii and I talked to her boyfriend over there about their gun laws and they're they're just as bad as California, but not even they're not that bad. He says, No, I I can go buy whatever I want. We go out to the the gun range and I, I buy ammunition all the time for other buddies guns so we can shoot them and uh he says we don't even have that problem so i think california might take the take the first place first yeah. place worst state yeah first place worst state i mean that's uh that's the you know i'm with you on that that would be it but you did the right thing my friend yeah. you got out while the getting was good and uh, I, again, that's why I keep asking my friends like Chris Chang, why do you stay there? Why? Why would you put up with that? Well, somebody's got to fight it. Well, I'm definitely not going to fight that because I would be in prison. Some guy pulled me over for checking to see if I had bananas in the car from, from Nevada going into. I would punch somebody in the face over that. That would be insane. It's a freaking fruit. I, I mean, you know. I'm, six, I'm 63 years old, and I, I remember that, che- that fruit check stand being there. When I was like, geez, in my teens, we'd we'd go skiing up in Tahoe, and then we'd we'd head to Nevada to the guns to the desert and shoot guns and stuff like that. And that fruit stand's been there forever. Yeah, that's that's I, insane. I never understood. Yeah, it. that's insane. But again, but some, on top of the fact that they're actually ex- some little fruit bug can fly over this imaginary line between the the mountains and, and know where it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the fact that, again, that they were paying people to sit around in parking lots and take pictures of people's license plates. Man, that is that is that is police state. And it had to do with. It had to do with law enforcement. 
I got an echo here, Michael. Yeah, sorry. yeah, sorry about that. I mean, because it went straight to the California Highway Patrol, and they're the ones that pulled them over. All right, well, thank you. Uh, well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate you calling in. It's good to hear from you. Uh, have a Merry Christmas if we don't talk again, but appreciate All you right. calling in this morning. Thank you so much. Folks, we got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show continues. Hour two is dead ahead. Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Jeannie tells me that California had revenue agents sitting in the Reno Cabela's watching California plates leave the parking lot. They would get contacted at the border and have to declare their ammo and write a check for the tax to the state of California. Yeah. Why would you ever want to live in California? I mean, sure, Disneyland, Hollywood, you know, whatever it is. That's, I mean, there's, you know, great place to go visit or see something. I mean, maybe, kind of. I mean, all the pictures I'm seeing of places like Los Angeles and San Francisco right now doesn't make it like it's a place that that I wanted to go, right? It's not a place that I wanted to go for sure. But holy cow. I mean, that is that is some Gestapo-like police state tactics. Fruit stands. Fruit stands. 50 years ago, he said, when he was a teenager. Wow. That's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Um, that was, that was great. I will take my dangerous freedom over safe communism every day of the week, says armed NAK. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, Denise says she remembers going through it when she was like five or six because my dad, if we did settle down, he was... Oh, um, <laughs> I remember going through this when I was five or six because my dad said if we didn't settle down, he was going to tell them we were a bunch of oranges and let them take us. I mean, really? Just no fruit. Just no fruit. But the fact that they were using it as a trap to pull people who'd gone to a gun show. What kind of American do you have to be to, to justify that in your mind when you're doing that job? I'm going to go to another state. I'm going to follow a lawful citizen to another state. I'm not going to follow them. I guess I'm just going to show up at the parking lot. And I'm going to snap pictures and I'm going to assume that because they're license plates, um, they are using it. Right. We're using past tense. It's it's they are using it still. I mean, you know, that they would go to another state, park outside of a facility or a, an event area, take pictures of everybody's license plates. And this just fundamentally assume that they they purchased something or did something or what. Maybe people just went to the gun show to see the gun show. Maybe they did buy ammo. I don't know. What kind of person is okay with that kind of behavior? I mean, I'd be like, nope, 
Sorry, Sarge, not doing that. That's an invasion of, I mean, and a presumption of. I don't even want to think about this because this is really pissing me off. This is just, that's getting my blood pressure up. That they would go to a place, snap photos of the license plates, and then wait in, in, you know, lay in waiting for you at the border for you to cross the border. Pretty sure, says, says Armed, said, pretty sure that meets the definition of stalking. Yeah, I would think so. Um, Barb says, is that a, isn't that a violation of interstate commerce? I don't know. I, I would, you know. But the fact that there is a presumption of guilt and that they're actually actively trolling for people out there, they're fishing for issues. Instead of going after real crime, they're fishing for issues on this and trapping you at the border. Wow. That is, uh, wow. Um, two ways from... Uh, Two, two ways from Nevada into California without bug stations. Highway 6 from Fallon, Nevada to Bishop, California, and a road I don't remember from Las Vegas. I, yeah, I'm shocked, shocked that that is going on. Um, that, that, that that's, that's just, that's some crazy stuff right there, baby. Some crazy stuff. Oh, Newsom is, uh. Newsom is out there trying to make his press for president. It's, uh, that'll be interesting. Interesting to watch. Uh, okay, we got one line on hold. Uh, let's go out there and get their name while we have them on the phone real quick before we jump back onto the radio and see if we can make our two run a little smoother than our one. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Vladimir from the People's Republic of China. <laughs> Hello. Um, Hello. Hold on. Hey, hold, on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Hold on. It's uh, Brian from the People's Republic uh, of the Fish Hook. So hold on a second, Brian. I'm going to put you back on hold. I want to talk to you on the air because I enjoy that. I enjoy talking with listeners on the air. So hold on the line a second. I, th- I think Brian might be as frazzled as I am this morning about, I just, I cannot wrap my brain around it, man. Who would think that that was moral, ethical, let alone legal or constitutional? We're going to follow them into another state, take pictures of their license plate, and then entrap them when they come back. Or just, I mean, they don't even know any. They just randomly, they show up there and then they flag the license plates on the way back. So what, the, the CHP at the border has a list of license plates that when they come back through, that's what they check? That's man, I weep for this country sometimes. I absolutely weep for this country. All right, Brian's on the line. We're gonna be right back. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast.
The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. It's my rifle, it's my gun, this is for the this is for the Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday, your chance to sound off on 2A Nature stuff all throughout the day on Friday. It's a gun day. We talk about firearms, the Second Amendment, gun rights, stories, history, and the madness that is America right now. This is California thing. I'm just my 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 head just exploded during the break as I continued to 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 think and talk about what Tom talked about in California. Just the insanity of that. The fact that the California authorities in California, the police, the CHP, whoever it is, would actually travel to another place like Nevada or Arizona, take pictures of people's license plates in the parking lots of you know, sportsman's warehouse or Cabela's or a gun show and then stop them at the border and check. I mean, that papers, please. You'll show me the papers of it will take you to the train, which will take you to the camp. That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, that is that's just nuts. Uh, anyway, phone lines are open today. 907-433-3150 uh, for a little gun talk. Brian is calling in from the deep into the inside the People's Republic of Wasilla, uh, call, talking to us this morning. Uh, Vladimir, what's happening, my friend? What's uh, what's going on? Yeah, dark. I'm, but I'm upright. And I'm not crying. So that's that's a plus. That's a plus. Hey, I yeah. just had kind of an anecdote along with uh, what the Kenai or the caller just said. I was driving from uh, Las Vegas with a truck. I was going down in the, um, the Orange County area to a warehouse to pick up a bunch of records. I hit the I hit the agricultural checkpoint, and I knew at that point like I'd seen those before and I'd been through those before, so it didn't surprise me in the least. And a little bit further along, I get pulled over at another checkpoint. This one was by Im- immigration, looking for illegals. On the way back out with a truckload of records. I'm coming out of Southern California. I get pulled over a third time or a checkpoint, this time by the DEA. And they keep asking me what's in the back of the truck, and I just said records. And DEA wanted to look, but they had the dogs and the whole bit. And it was just flat out frightening me, uh, the power of the state, um, especially California. I think the longer I looked at uh, sort of California from the outside, I realized that just how powerful the various special interests are in that state. I mean, it, it is the quintessential socialist empire. You've got a very small cobble of wealthy people who have the ears of the uh, the state. They create regulatory capture. Uh, and right. you see that. You're seeing that here, too. Not quite as much, but it's coming. It, it, so, anyway, um, yeah. 
No, I mean, ungovernable, man. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the fact that and 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 and, and people have become almost inured to it. That's the that's the other thing, you know. These the 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 random DUI checkpoints and then the ICE, you know, being within a hundred miles of the border, they can set up a checkpoint anywhere. And now these fruit inspections, and the and the and the gun inspect, you know, it, it, you're right. I mean, we in in most normal people are like, okay, well, that's just the way it is. Instead of being incensed like you or I would be, like this is a free country. You know, you are presuming my you are presuming my guilt. You are trying to entrap me. You're doing all these other things, and I just, I mean, the, the, again, which which employee looks at this and goes, "Oh, this is a great use of my time. This is a great idea." Um, uh, you know, I'll drive to another state and take photographs of people's life. How creepy is that, my friend? Oh, there are reports of California revenue agents. What are their their IRS type uh, agency in other states, hassling people, farm agents from California, hassling people for not having paid taxes or claiming you know, still having claiming that there's like they still own property or they still have a business in there or for some reason some piece of paper didn't get processed and they will show up at the door and this happened to a number of people in in uh, Las Vegas and in Phoenix a few in Dallas where California has actually sent armed revenue agents to attempt to arrest these people and strong on them into paying taxes. Why the local authorities put up with the shit, excuse me, the stuff, I have no clue. Yeah. But they do it. Yeah. And I certainly hope that the state of Alaska will have the courage to put these, uh, put, to stand up to something like that and put uh, those agents in jail for violating their open constitution and operating under the color of law. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they should. The local local law enforcement. That's yeah. a bunch. Yeah, local law enforcement should be pay- pushing back. Any t- if if the California revenue if a California revenue agent team showed up and said we're going to execute or we're going to do this, we're going to arrest. I mean, I would hope that the local PDs and the state troopers would basically say, "Nope, sorry, no jurisdiction. Have a nice day," uh, and send them packing. I mean, and of course, they'll help you hide the bodies. Yeah. Well, and the, the the latest thing is the is out of California is now because they've had such a mass exodus. Now they're instituting a tax uh, to leave. Like if you leave California, you have to pay some. You know, they're talking about creating some kind of special excise tax for when you leave. And if you don't pay it, it's like you can't leave. I'm like, what? You're holding us hostage. We're, we're hostages in our own state. We can't leave yeah. on our own. Oh, man. That's 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 it's, insanity. It's for the common. It's for the common good, man. Yeah. It's for the common good. Yeah. Because Our, we can't live California. We you don't give us the revenue, we can't feed all of our people and give them all the benefits. All right, Brian. Thank you, my friend. It's good to talk with you. Thanks so much for calling in. Let's go over to the next call. See what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Well, good morning, Michael. This is Larry up in the North Pole, Fairbank area. Hello, Larry. What's on your mind, sir? Yeah. Um, well, one thing that uh, I didn't catch all of it because I I knocked the pan off the <laughs> counter this morning and it rattled and I couldn't hear exactly what what. Uh, but the the guy on the radio before you, Doug um, Doug uh, Stephens, was talking to something about a yellow 
flag law or something in uh, Massachusetts or somewhere up there that, and I didn't catch all of it, but um, um, what's with this yellow flag thing that they've got up there? you have any idea? Yeah, the yellow flag law is in reference to Maine. Um, Maine, of course, where that shooting took place up there, they don't have a red flag law. They have a yellow flag law. What a, what a yellow flag law is essentially is that it's a red flag law um, that is slightly less onerous, um, and but it's and it has uh, has more due process in it. Uh, but essentially, it's Maine's version of a red flag law. They call it a yellow flag law. Uh, but it does offer more uh, due process for people and some other things. So that's what that is. It's like a red flag law, only not quite as bad, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Well, he indicated that they were they were inundated with phone calls from all kind of, I'm going to say, scaredy cat people. And uh, yeah, he said they were um, – and then – Doug Stephan says, well, good. Pass more of them. Well, I'm paraphrasing, but that, that's the gist I got from his conversation. Yeah, that's and, Doug Stephan's take on things but, for sure. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the other thing I was going to mention was um, uh, on the 16th and the 17th up here in Fairbanks, the Shoppers Forum's having their holiday gun show thing going on um, at the uh, Shoppers Forum there on oh, Airport Road. Okay. Fairbanks here. Um, another Christmas gun show. <laughs> okay. Well, hey. But, uh, you know, every... let the people know and let them, let them stock up on their ammunition or whatever they might want. <laughs> All right, Larry. Well, we'll let them know uh, 16th and 17th of December over at the old uh, Gottschalks building there, Lamont's building. Uh, on Airport Way. All right, Larry, thank you for your call. I appreciate you uh, Appreciate you sounding off this morning. Merry Christmas to you. Let's go over here to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, good morning, Mike. It's Fred. How you doing? Hello, my friend. How are you doing? How's Rhode Island today? Uh, it's still, still in existence. <laughs> I don't know how, but it is. Anyway, reason, reason I'm calling... You know, this whole thing about California, I mean, California, they went, they went, over, they went off the rails a long time ago. And, you know, Newsom is, uh, you know, he's, 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 a, he's a hardcore socialist, as we all know. And, uh, you know, he's pushing this crap that they're, you know, that they're, you know, especially, you know, against, you know, law-abiding conservatives. Primarily, you know, you had to put a gun owner liberal and a gun owner conservative on the stage and say which one's the bad one. What do you, which one do you think they're going to pick in California? <laughs> well, I think we know that. I think that's a rhetorical question, Fred. I yeah, I think I think that's quite obvious. But then again, this is the reason. This is this is one that this is their plan. This is their whole scheme in the socialist, you know, socialist remaking of America, which is crap. You know, this is nothing more. And realistically, it's nothing more than follow the buck, follow the dollar. This is what they're after. If you look at it, you got Soros and his punks and his punk kid, and uh, Bloomberg and a host of others, Gates and a host of others, who just want to transform this this into like some kind of a social cesspool third world. And you know, it, 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 it and it's all and it's, and it's all for the dollar. It's all for the dollar in their pocket and out of yours, along with your rights. This is nothing but garbage. If it were up to me, if I were a California citizen, I think I'd go to the Arizona gun show. And I'd be looking for people 
who were taking pictures of the people's license plates from California and strongly advised them it's in their best interest to get the hell off the property like right now. You know, because this is, we put up with this nonsense and it's only going to get worse and I just send them packing. You know, get them out, get out of here now if you really want to take care of yourself because this is a bad <laughs> idea. And you know, we know what you're up to. We're not going to put up with it. I mean, I think that's I, mean, I, I, I think that standing up to authority in that way uh, and, uh, you know, asserting your rights and, and, you know, telling them that what they're doing is wrong is definitely probably a good thing. If I was running a gun show in Nevada and found out that that was going on, I think I would be making an announcement in the parking lot, you know, in the in the over on the uh, all call overhead you know, every hour, just so that, you know, if you're from California, that there's people from the California department of, you know, whatever, uh, that are out in the parking lot, taking pictures of license plates or, you know, I mean, I would just tell people that's the thing. You just got to shine the light on this stuff. If people don't know, and they hear these stories and they're shocked, uh, they just got to know that this is the kind of behavior that these organizations are, um, you know, are, are putting on and, and maybe, maybe shining a light on it would help a bit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Well, 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 first of all, they have no business in our, in another state. If they want to do that in California, you know, this, the, you know, they, the, the open swirl pit that it is today, thanks to Newsom and his crowd of liberals and, you know, progressives who really screwed the whole state up royally with their, you know, with their, with, with their social nonsense. If they want to do that in California, that's their business. However, if you go to another state, you have no authority, no authority whatsoever. It's about as underhanded as underhanded you can get. And I think it's time that people are going to really, you know, step up to the plate and say, if I, I'm, you know, I'm protecting my rights, I'm enforcing my rights under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and you violate them, well, it's going to be on you. You know, and we're going to see to it that uh, yeah. you understand that perfectly. Yeah. Really. I think it's time that it, it's, no more. I think it's definitely time to stand up and say, you know, we've had enough. Yeah. We've had enough of this nonsense. If you don't come around and start appreciating the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and people's rights, well, you know what? It's going to be a tough day for you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not inciting violence. I'm just saying stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for your rights. Yeah, well, a lot of times. if you don't yeah. do it, you're going to take them away. And you can't be a, you can't be a spectator in politics. It's, you know, there are no spectators in politics. Right. Like I said, confronting them, shining the light on it, you know, uh, telling people about it, letting people know that's what's going on. Um, I think that would go a long way to do it. I think people just don't know they're, they're, you know, but I don't think these guys from California, I mean, people, obviously the people in Nevada or whatever state they're operating in, somebody's got to know that they're there. Right. I mean, you just can't wander into another state and start trying to throw your weight around. So there's got to be some interagency stuff going on there as well. So if you lived in that state, you should be talking well, to your well, state they're folks. Really, they're not really throwing their weight around. They're spies. They go out there and they collect the information and then they pass it on to the authorities in California. And there's weight for them. They call these fruit stand inspection stations, you know. And, and it, first of all, that alone, that alone, I mean, it's NOYV, really. You know, and when it comes to uh, what what you're carrying, as long as you're not if you're looking for fruit to keep the you know the insects out of California, that's one thing. I, I can understand that. There's a billion dollar industry, and of course the wrong the wrong creatures get into the state from somewhere else, so it could be billions of dollars worth of them. That's understandable. But that's as far as it goes. That's the, yeah. that's the beginning and the end of it, right there. Anything yeah. else? N O Y B. You know what that means? Yeah, <laughs> I know what it means. 
Uh, all right. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks, Fred, for uh, thanks for coming on board. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, soon. OK, thanks for calling in. All right, folks, we're up against the break. We got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Um, phone lines are still open if you want to call in, 907-433-3150. If you've got a California horror story, well, I'd love to hear that now because now I'm um, now I'm all about this. I had other things to talk about, but this is just, my brain is just ticking over like a million miles an hour on this. We got more coming up. Hour two continues. Willie Waffle at the end of the show. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, let me go back to the chat room to see what's going on. Um, I learned last night that California has a poop map app. Uh... Is that to warn you where the poop is? Is that to tell you where to go to poop? I mean, what, uh, what, what exactly does that, what exactly does that mean? What exactly does that mean? Um, and it was a 29 Palms study. Um, Jim asks, uh, Jim asks in the chat room, was it the 16 or 18 Palms study that showed there were plenty of soldiers that would take civilian weapons? Uh, that was a 29 Palms, um, that was a a, 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 um, a doctoral paper that was being written by a Marine, um, and he did a survey at 29 Palms, uh, the Marine and Naval Air Station there, uh, that asked the question is if you were given an order by, uh, were, if you were given an order by a superior, and I can't remember if at the time it was also part of the, part of the paper also talked about foreign control of national troops like if the UN came in and and said that they were taking up but I can't remember if that was part of this or not but basically it was a questionnaire of troops and said if you were given a an a, a order to seize the firearms from private citizens how would you know what would your response be i mean the good news is is that something like 74% of them said no not just no but hell no but the bad news was is that 26% of them said yes. <laughs> yes. That would be the the they would take them. And that was yeah, that was a it was a 29 palm study uh that Jim's talking about. Um Jeannie says there are notices inside Cabela's. And I'm assuming, Jeannie, maybe you can clarify, but I'm assuming you mean that there were notices inside Cabela's that says if you're buying something here, Amor thing, that you could be under surveillance from California or that you could be stopped at the border. Or, I mean, what do the notices say? I'm curious as to what uh, as to what that all means. Uh, Brian continues and says the this is an area where snitches would excel. Look at how the Stasi functions. Uh, California learned well. 
The Stasi, of course, is the East German special police, the secret police in East Germany. That's what this the Stasi. Um, all right. Boof. Man, all of a sudden my screen just started grr, just going great. Um, oh, it warns the poop map. The poop map in California warns you where not to walk in San Francisco, where there is poop on the streets. The fact that they have to have a map and the fact that San Francisco looks like a third world country. I mean, there's tons of pictures when you get off of the when you get off of the the, the train and the, the, the from the airport and all that stuff and you walk out there, it looks like freaking Mogadishu, right? And then, of course, until Xi Jinping was coming for the Asian Economic Pacific Economic Summit, whatever it was, then they cleaned up all the streets, put up barriers to keep the homeless out, did all that around this cordoned area around the middle of downtown San Francisco. People there are pissed. They're like, you're going to do this for some communist dictator and you couldn't have done it for us, the taxpayers? Oh, well, you just don't understand. We've got, you know, we just got, you know, whatever. Is it true that Juno has a new rainbow crosswalk? Yes. I mean, Juno is loud and proud. They're out and they're proud. And they they love their the they love being the the gayest city in Alaska or the whatever. Yeah. I mean, they've got a rainbow crosswalk. Good for them. Virtue signaling at its best. Go ahead and virtue signal. That'll be fine. Um, the notices, California, it notices warn Californians of their responsibility to declare ammunition at the border. That's what the signs in Cabela says. Whew. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Um, we got more coming up. Uh, let's get to it. The Michael Luke show common sense radio. <laughs> What the hell is an assault weapon? Does that mean that if we hurt your feelings, you should consider the Michael Dukes show assault radio? <laughs> okay, we can accept that. Here's Michael Dukes. Kind of a dick, but somewhat funny. What? Wait, I'm what? I'm kind of a... Man, I paid you for that. What are you talking about? All right. Uh, welcome back to the program. It is the Michael Dukes show. It is uh, Firearms Friday. Phone lines are open. Uh, we're getting all kinds of talk. <laughs> we're getting all all uh, getting all kinds of talk um, uh, here in the uh, in the chat room about California and stories about what's going on down there and and uh, you know is is insane. It's gotten so bad in California that Donna says that they have created a poop map app in California. And I was like, poop map app? You mean like where bathrooms are? Where you can go? No, no. This is a map app for your phone when you're in San Francisco or wherever in California to advise you of where there is poop all over the streets and not to go. I'm, that, what? That, the, these are the no-go zones. These are the toxic hazard waste zones where there is human excrement smeared all over the street. Don't walk here. They have an app for that. This is the place that you want to live? Not to mention the fact that, I mean, you know, San Francisco, 
Uh, again, it it, it it was just saying during the break, I, I was watching some video the other day of a, of a guy from California on YouTube called Decoy Voice. If you haven't watched this stuff, it's fantastic. But he goes into this quite frequently. He's like, he's got video of, you know, you coming up the escalator from the tram or from the, the, you know, the subway from the airport or whatever. So when you arrive in downtown San Francisco um, and you, you come up this escalator and it looks like Mogadishu. I mean, it's just it's trashed. It's you know, it's just crazy, except for the fact, except over the last few weeks. California has come in and cracked down on this few square block area around the center of San Francisco, and they've cleaned it all up. They power washed it. They put up barricades. They did everything else. Why? Well, because Xi Jinping is coming, was coming to town for the Asian Economic Whatever Forum. And they you can't have a communist dictator seeing poop on the streets and homeless people. You have to clean all that up. And the people were like, well, wait. We live here. We pay taxes. Why haven't you done this before? Oh, well, it's all part of our master plan of you just don't understand. Sit down and shut up. Man, just a man. That's crazy. You know, Um, let's uh, I was I got another story here, but let's go over to the phone. Since there's another phone call, we'll give them priority and see what they have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Ron in North Pole. Hello, uh, sir. Your previous callers kind of triggered something, uh, complacency. And uh, I think because we reside where we do, we are a little complacent about what may be going on, going on in other places. And it was a great wake-up call to hear from those folks. I would, I mean, look, I would not disagree with that. I mean, it's, you know, we... We have it pretty free and easy here in the state of Alaska. I mean, we've got, you know, this is the land of firearms and, you know, everybody. And and it's shocking sometimes to think about that, that they have, you know, checkpoints for fruit and checkpoints for this. And they'll go to another state to follow you around and watch you and do all this kind of stuff. I, you know, I, I, I would. I, I will say that I was triggered this morning by that. I was shocked. And my brain just going a million miles an hour over the ramifications of that, that people somehow think that that's okay and that the people you know not just the people who are doing the job the fact that they think it's okay shows me you know show tell me you're an authoritarian without telling me you're an authoritarian but on the other hand it also shows me that the people who put up with it have become complacent you're 100 right complacency is the name of the game in this regard well and i would say uh we're only a baby step away from uh the old phrase you papers please yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, and we, well, we're already seeing that, right? I mean, this is what ICE has been doing uh, more and more over the last 10, 12 years is they're doing these, what do they call them? Inland checkpoints where they can now set up immigration oh, checkpoints anywhere within a hundred miles of a border. Oh, there, there, there are a multitude of videos concerning that very subject that are just frightening. Yeah. I mean, it's it's frightening. Don't you dare assert your rights in those zones because they will. I mean, I, I've seen some of those videos and they are terrifying. They are. You know, there's nothing I'm you know, I'm I'm not afraid of much, but I will tell you that I am afraid of the unfettered power of our government and the bureaucrats who are part of it because they got deep, deep pockets and they will screw you right through the floor. They will bury you under the jail uh, if they want to. And yep. that kind of power 
is Quite terrifying. Well taken. Yeah. I'll let you go with that and let other callers get in. Have a great day and a great weekend, Michael. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Ron. Hey, did you put a recipe up on the recipe page yet? I just want to know. Oh, that's not my department. <laughs> well, you you got to rope her in. You got to rope her in to help you, man. Come on, you know, just you want to get that delicious <laughs> bag of beard curler coffee in the coffee mug, don't you? So, uh, well, per- perhaps I'll uh, I'll tap. Perhaps I'll uh, ask my wife about her uh, Chex Mix recipe. It's pretty good. All right. Well, they I do love me some good Chex Mix recipe, especially when it's heavy on the Worcestershire. Ooh, man. That's, yes. some, that's some good stuff right there for sure. All right, Ron. Well, thanks. Sir. All right. Call- you have a great day. Thanks for Bye-bye. calling in. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, all right. <clears throat> that brings that brings us, uh, that leaves all four lines open. All four lines are open now if you want to sound off and yeah, get things done. Um, the, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on this California thing. I really am. But Ron, Ron is not wrong. Ron is not wrong. It is, it, you know, it's apathy in many ways because it's not just the fact that these bureaucrats with guns are out there doing these things that they should know better, that they should know that that's not I mean, that's anti-American. That's anti-constitutional. It's the fact that people have become so complacent and so compliant. I understand the feeling because, like I said, nothing scares me more than a government bureaucrat with a gun. But at the same time, if we don't stand up for our rights, first of all, we have to understand our rights. If we don't stand up for our rights and we don't push back, then everybody just goes along to get along, and that's how mission creep happens, and that's how we get these things like these inland checkpoints, these inland border checkpoints that are happening 100 miles away from the border where they're stopping everybody on the highway and demanding to search your vehicle and everything else. I mean, it's just it's, – it's spooky as hell, folks. That's what it is. I'm so glad that we live here because I – I just don't know how I would deal with that in a place like California, Arizona, Nevada, wherever. I just, I don't know how I would deal with that. I'd be a little upset. Okay, we're coming up on the break. I got to go. I got one line on hold. We'll talk to them here in a minute. Willie Waffles up next, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. I got one line on hold. Let's go over to them, and uh, we got Willie coming up here in just a second. So let's see what the caller has to say, and uh, we'll get started over there. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, uh, hey, Michael. This is Steven. I'm from Kasilov. Hey, Steven. What's on your mind, my friend? What's going on today? Hey, brother, thank you for your show. I listen to it every morning on the way to work. Well, I'm sorry for you. I apologize deeply from my heart. (laughs) Uh, Hey, uh, regarding California, I moved out of that state to the great state of Alaska in 2015, and and I'll never look back. Uh, One thing, I have a, a brother. We were at a firing range in California. This was around 2012. And my, my brother-in-law collects World War II firearms. And I just kind of, a side note, uh, we got to shoot the Arisaka, the K-98, 
the Swedish Mauser, the British 303, M1 Grand. By far, I just say this, that, that K98 was the most accurate rifle open sight I'd ever shot at 150 yards. Uh, uh, it was an amazing rifle. While, while we were there, other people were shooting at the firing range. There was a young man that brought an AK-47 out. He was down the way a little bit, pistol grip, full magazine, and he starts shooting, just semi-automatic. Next thing you know, there is all this law enforcement. I guess the range master called it in. He got arrested on the spot. And for having too many goodies on the gun, I guess the full magazine, the pistol grip. And we watched this young man get carted off. And, uh, and this was in 2012, something around then. But it was shocking. It just goes to show the, 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 how you know, that state's so messed up. So there you yeah. go. No, I mean, it is scary that you can't exercise your right for months. I mean, you know, of course, we don't know the backstory. Did he move from some other state? Did he whatever? You know, was it a legal gun? Did, you know, but at the right. same time, yeah, it's it's kind of terrifying that they'll just show up at any given moment, um, you know, uh, and 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 pull you over. Or as in the case of the guy, the, the Tom, that was telling the story before about being pulled over outside the fruit stand, you know? I mean, well, we, we heard you were at the gun show. That's How crazy. chilling is that? To all of a sudden, the state knows what your movement has been over the last two days or whatever. How chilling would that be? I mean, that, that again, why would anybody live there, Steve? Yeah, it, it's gotten, my brother-in-law still lives there. They're looking for oh, a way out. Like we, but, uh, uh, but yeah, the, uh, audio. the World War II Axis firearm collection he has is impressive. And like I said, that K98 uh, German Mauser was fantastic uh, at open sights. Never shot anything so accurate. Oh, the Germans uh, make some good fire. I believe it was either an 8mm, 7mm, 8mm, I forgot. But anyway, yeah. No. I thank you, my friend. Thank you for hey, the show. Hey, thank you for your call, Steve. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks very much today. Yes, yep. Uh, all right. Um, okay. Well, that. Uh, how spooky is that? How actually freaking spooky is that? I watched Z's parade, uh, says uh, Armed and AK. Um, it was gross. It was gross. Z insisted on clean streets. Not complacent, says, said Jim. It's, uh, it's fearfulness. It's being fearful. It's hard to deal with a gunned-up Johnny Law. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's true. It's true. It's hard to deal when you know you're on the on the thing. Um, uh, I traveled to uh, uh, tr Donna. Says somebody said something about vaccine papers, please. And Donna said uh, I traveled quite a bit during the pandemic, during COVID. The only place I had to show my COVID test papers, not the jab, but the test papers, was Alaska. Yeah, that's a that's a. That's a, a a deal, a deal, a deal. Um. All right, this whole thing is just. I we just don't even know. Um. It's it's great. Wouldn't a tax to move out of state? Uh, this is in discussion when I said that they're considering this tax, this severance tax from California, where if you move. 
you have to pay a tax, a special tax to move out of California. And Patrick says, wouldn't a tax to move out of state be considered a hindrance or denial of free travel between states? Yes. Yes, I think it would. Uh, do you think that matters? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I don't even, I don't even know. All right. Um, well, we're getting ready to jump into it here in just a second. Uh, Willie Waffles calling in. I see my phone is uh, flashing, meaning he's ready to join us. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, let's change the let's change the light here and make sure that we all match the we match the beautiful sunset colors that we need. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Like and share. Here we go. Okay, well, we're ready. One final segment here for the weekend. Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com. Gives us the rundown on everything related to the entertainment industry and all that kind of stuff. And he joins us right now. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? How's things going? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing great, man. I'm jumping into the cesspool known as Hollywood. Yeah, I'm coming it, out with some is, stories. It is for a you cesspool. People. I know we got a lot of we got a lot of <laughs> movies and shows to cover. Uh, so first, I guess we'll uh, we'll start off with uh, my favorite story of the week: Guy Fieri. Um, uh, he is making the money, honey. Oh, he's rolling in the dough, baby. He's going to be. Oh, I just so his contract is up. Right. And the Food Network signed a new contract with Guy Fieri, a new $100 million contract that will last for the next three years. $100 million for three years. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Uh, You're going to get more diners, drive-ins, and dives. You're going to get guys' grocery games. You're going to get the Tournament of Champions. I hope we get the Guy Ranch. I like the ranch show the best, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, and he's going to develop new shows because, you know, well, you know, we got to pay a lot of money to get some new stuff out of you, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I yeah, mean, but just... this, this makes him this makes him the highest paid guy on the Food Network now. Absolutely. He has $35, 33000000 million a year, $33.5 million yeah. a year. That's not a bad not paycheck. So shabby. I'm just going to say, that's not a bad paycheck when you're making $1.5, 2000000 million a month. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, jeepers. I just, it blows my mind. I mean, yeah. this, this is where we went wrong. We should have been chefs. I know. I should have been like, you know. Yeah. 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 But just put the pudgy guys on the, on the, on the TV screen. They can make jokes and, uh, and, and so, I think it's the, it's the only place where us pudgy guys can be on TV. I know. I know. I just got to figure out, come up with a new phrase other than winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> you know, I mean, other than that, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Well, good for him. I'm excited for it. Food Network is still pretty fun to watch. I don't watch it very much anymore. Yeah. I used to watch it a lot more, but uh, it was always fun. Absolutely always fun. Uh, Mark Cuban leaving the Shark Tank, which I've never seen a single episode of, but I know everybody always talks about it. But uh, he's, uh, I think he's going to pull back for a little family time. Well, you know, that was the original part of the story. So, you know, earlier this week, they, they announced, or at least, you know, Mark Cuban announced that, yes, he is leaving the Shark Tank show 
in December in 2025 because he wants to spend more time with his family. He's got teenage kids. He knows that time is finite. He wants to make sure that he has a lot of quality time with them before they grow up, before they go to college, before they leave the house. And then a couple days later, another story came out. The Mark Cuban is selling a majority or is looking to sell a majority of his shares in the Dallas Mavericks to the Adelson family, which is known for casinos in Las Vegas. And people were like, wow, maybe he's really totally pulling back. Maybe he is going to try to spend more time with his family. Now, take a guess why he's doing this. Uh, why? I have no idea. I have no idea. Because he wants to build a new stadium in Dallas for the Mavericks and attached to it, guess what he wants? A casino, baby. <laughs> so he's going to be working more than ever before. <laughs> Jeez, you know, at some point, I mean, look, I admire a lot of these guys, the entrepreneurs, the Elon Musks who work 60 yeah. hours a week and everything else. But I got to say, if you gave me, a, you know, five million bucks and said just I would I would work as much as I wanted to and then spend the rest of the time with my family. I mean, it's there's only so much you can do with yep. money at some point, you know, but that, you know, I, I guess I don't have the drive that these guys have. So that's it's OK. It is OK. Well, you know, and it's funny, Casey, he, he, he broached that a little bit. In, in conversations I've seen recently where he said, listen, I know I've got more than enough money. I've got more money than really anybody should have. Like, he understands that. But, you know, I think there is something within him that just likes that pursuit and likes that challenge. I mean, he's essentially going to try to make Dallas into the, the a mid-country version of Las Vegas. Uh, you know, you put casino down there. You've got the football team, the baseball team, the, the basketball team. There's lots of stuff you can do down there. He's trying to make Dallas into something new. Right. And and I could see the appeal to that to that challenge. And that's where that's where he's going. Now he's still going to run the basketball team, but the 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 latest story is that maybe he's going to groom somebody from the family to take that part over as they move more into building the arena and, and building the casino. All right. Um, I guess the last thing we have, and we could go quickly on this, Taylor Swift, uh, she's going to stream her new movie. Uh, it's still going on. I mean, she made money on the on the tour, all the tours, then she made money on the movie at the theater, and now she's going to make a ton of money on the streams because it's going to be everywhere, right? Amazon Prime, Apple, Voodoo, Xfinity, YouTube, Google TV. I mean, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah, and and you'll be able to get it starting December 13th. Guess what day that is. It's her yes, birthday. It's her birthday. It's her birthday. And she's going to celebrate it by, you know, taking 1989 from you people who want to rent the uh, the uh, concert film. But don't worry. They're going to add three more songs. So you feel like you're getting a little something that you haven't seen before. And, uh, you know, God love her. She's just a money machine at this point. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I'm sorry. And this whole idea that she's releasing it on her birthday. I'm just gonna say it. that's what cult leaders do. Yeah, this, 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 you know, we're, this is how we, they they make their birthday into a celebration. Yeah, into some sort of holiday, some sort of important date for for the gang. <laughs> I'm telling you, something's going on here. Those Swifties, as long as they're not serving Kool Aid at the at the Coliseums, I guess it's okay. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's move on to the uh, let's move on to the movies, and I do want Silent Night is the one I'm really interested in. Candy Cane Lane also, but uh, you you hit me with what you got here. Well, then let's start with one that you're interested in. Candy Cane Lane, I have. I, I regret to inform you that Eddie Murphy must be hard up for money. 
He is just doing this one for the cash. He's got to be doing it for the cash. He's got to be broke because this thing stinks. Okay, this is like every horrible Christmas story all combined into one. All right, so like, you know, he's become unemployed. He's been laid off right before Christmas. He doesn't want to tell the kids. He wants to win this big decorating contest in the in the neighborhood. Oh, and this year, there's a $100,000 prize. So now he wants it even more because he doesn't have a job. Oh, and, and what happens? He goes off and he, he makes a deal unwittingly with an evil elf who unleashes the 12 days of Christmas in real life all over his neighborhood. Oh, my God. 12 drummers drumming. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they take all the Christmas tropes, they throw them in a blender, they spin them up, and then they spit them out, essentially. Yeah. And, and there are times when they want to make it sound like, oh, it's a very serious-minded piece, that they're they're talking about modern society and the commercialism of Christmas and the crashness of, crassness of it. And then it tries to get all sappy. And then it tries to get all crazy. And, you know, God love Murphy. He's doing the best he can here. He's trying to hold this thing together. But you can't hold this thing together with duct tape, man. This is like a one waffle movie. Oof. All right. Well, I just saw it come up on the splash screen last night for my fire cube, and I was like, oh, new Eddie Murphy. Oh, maybe I'll watch that. I haven't watched any movie Murphy in a while. You know, I said, okay, well, I guess I'll give it a I guess I'll give it a pass. It'll be a pass movie. Uh, what do we got next? Well, you know, how about uh, let's talk about family switch. This is another big holiday movie coming out this right. week. This one's on Netflix. Yep. And it's it's Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms and two kids. They're a family. And, uh, you know, they, they don't appreciate each other. They, they think each one has it better than the other one. So one magical night, they all switch places with each other. And, of course, it's on the night of the most important night of all of their lives. And they're all worried that their lives are going to fall apart because of this horrible, horrible incident. And, and can I just say, just because... It's 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 a holiday movie. It doesn't mean it has to be stupid, right? Like, like oh. why is this so stupid? Oh, I mean, like sometimes it's painfully idiotic. I mean, Ed Helms, Ed Helms is like kooky on steroids in this movie. I mean, just all the over the top facial expressions, all the goofiness. I mean, it's just hard to believe that there is a, a planet where this is an adult male with a family and a job. Okay, and Jennifer Garner, she's trying. She's so committed. You know, she's like the, the little actress that can, right? She's taking this role because she wants to feed her family, and she's hoping it'll be a big hit. And she's had a lot of good success with Netflix, and it's not going to work out. You know, but at least it kind of gets there at some point. Like, I think it, it gets beyond the craziness of the beginning, and it kind of finds some sort of heart and some sort of holiday spirit. So I'm going to go one and a half waffles. One and a ow, one and a half waffles. I mean, re, re, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is like the plot of Freaky Friday with some extra ed, extras in it. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, basically somebody said, you remember Freaky Friday? Well, what if we like multiplied it by three? Yeah, baby. Yeah, Not just the mom and the daughter, but everyone will switch places. I, you know, I'll give it away. You're going to see it in the commercials. Even the baby and the dog switch places for Lord's sake. Oh, Lord. Okay. okay. That, that, oh, yeah. That's a bridge too far. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, all right. So one and a half waffles for family switch. What about, I even hate to ask, Charlie Sheen in Bookie? <laughs> yes. 
So Bookie is the new Chuck Lorre comedy. It's on Max, the streaming service. Uh, you know, it's it's going to come out like every Thursday. Uh, they put a couple of episodes out already, and it's got Sebastian uh, Maniscalco, uh, the comedian playing a bookie who's feeling the squeeze. Think about it as like the Sopranos as more of a comedy, right? So like you know, online gambling is moving in and taking over his business. He's practically a stranger to his own family. Everyone owes him money, but he's not exactly tough enough to collect it all and in that first episode we have just a, a great series of funny cameos i mean i wish they had done that for, for the second episode too because it like like you mentioned the big one the one that they're promoting the one that everybody is tuning in to see yes charlie sheen has reunited with chuck laurie and he plays charlie sheen somebody who is working with the bookie right if you know yeah. what i mean if you know what i mean yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, and of course this makes total sense and and is is rife for tons of comedic uh, potential and you know, I hope they bring him back later in the series because then the second episode they drop all the cameos and and it just kind of falls into more of a blah land. Uh, so I'm kind of at two waffles right now. I think it's hit or miss. There's some really funny things in here. It's trying to be more of a dark comedy. I think at moments that works. I think other stuff is a little overdone. I'm at like two waffles. All right. And Chuck, so folks who don't know, Chuck Laurie is a guy who did what? Like Big Bang Theory, Two he and a Half Men. He did Big Bang Theory, yeah. Two and a Half Men. Uh, he was one of the one of the key people on the Roseanne show uh, back in the in the 80s. Uh, you know, he's also done uh, Mike and Molly, uh, Bob Hart's Abishola, uh, you know, just a ton of comedies, ton okay. of comedies over the years. And, you know, of course, is, is most famous for the meltdown that he and Charlie Sheen had during Two and a Half Men. I still remember remember vaguely remember that i've never watched the show but i still remember that uh all right uh so that's the last one that takes us on to the final one which is the one i've been waiting for joel kinnaman who really is actually one of my favorite actors uh his his take on altered carbon was just amazing i loved his his uh deal on that so it's uh, john woo's silent night yeah and this one worked so much better than i thought it would i was actually really impressed and maybe maybe it helped that john woo kind of went away from American movies for 20 years. And, and, you know, and his influence is seen everywhere in action movies. I mean, you, you can't deny it. And I think he comes back here and kind of says, let me show you guys how to do it since y'all been copying me. So the whole idea is Joel Kinnaman on like Christmas Eve, he's with his kid. There's like gang shooting. He's caught in the crossfire. His son is murdered and he gets shot through the throat and no longer can speak. And now he has decided that he's going to dedicate his life to seeking vengeance. <laughs> yeah, he's going after these people because he knows the cops ain't going to do anything and he wants to take care of business. So he goes all Rambo, baby. He's learning. He's learning martial arts. He's getting pumped up. He's learning all sorts of arms, uh, you know, how to how to deal with different firearms, best strategies, best ones to use. He is taking care of business. And yes. A lot of it will happen in slow-mo, baby. Oh, yeah. Well, John, and, John Woo is John Woo is really an amazing yeah. director. Uh, I mean, we all love Face Off. We love the second Mission Impossible. We love, you know, a lot of his movies. But I got to say, hearkening back to things like um, Hard Boiled, which is still one of the greatest yeah. action movies of all time, Chow Yun-Fat and, uh, and John Woo and Hong Kong Cinema, it is some amazing stuff. I will watch If he did a television commercial, I'd watch it because that's how good he is. Well, and, and, you know, you get all those John Woo elements, right? The ballet-like violence, the car chases, the shootouts, 
and did I mention a lot of it in slow-mo? But what I think Wu brings to this film is he adds a lot more heart to it in the sense that we see the life that this guy and his family had before this horrible, horrible tragedy. And it's woven into the movie in just, just ways that just blow your mind as you just start to understand more and more that this guy is acting out of just anger and sadness. And he just wants to get revenge on the people who took everything away that he cares about. I'm at three waffles. Wow. I thought it was pretty good. Well, I told you, Joel Kinnaman is a hell of an actor. He really is. Yeah. And uh, he's always done some good stuff. All right. Uh, Thank you so much, Willie. We appreciate it. Uh, We'll see you next week, folks. We're out of time. I don't know what we're going to do Monday yet, but I'll have some better answers for you later. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show